Hi, everybody, and welcome. I'm your host, Cheryl, and you're listening to Carve Out Time, the podcast that invites you to take a few moments out of your hectic schedule to ask questions, learn, and grow. In the last podcast episode, we spoke with clinical psychologist Dr. Lori Merling about any mental health issues that crept up during the pandemic. In this episode, I would like to shift the focus to our physical well-being. At the height of the pandemic, the routines we had become so heavily reliant on were basically tossed out the window when most businesses, including gyms, were forced to close. And when gyms were finally able to reopen in the spring, some were forced to close again due to outbreaks. This open and close cycle made it difficult for people who were reliant on gyms to maintain a stable fitness regimen, which resulted in some seeking alternate means of exercising and others just stopped exercising altogether. And although gyms are able to remain open for the time being, there are still those that are hesitant to go back for various reasons. That's why I invited my next guest, Henry Stopek, fitness trainer of HS Training, to look at how we can become less reliant on the gym, yet still maintain an adequate fitness routine. Hi, Henry. Thank you for joining us. Hi. Thank you for having me. So you have quite a few titles under your belt, namely a fitness trainer, dietitian, and I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this properly, kinesiolo- kinesiologist. That's right. That's what I said. Okay. Um, so tell us a little more about yourself and the services you offer at HS Training. Like you mentioned, I'm first and foremost a kinesiologist. I have a bachelor in kinesiology where that includes uh, a little bit of um, rehabilitation, uh, strengthening, physiotherapy. I basically help people uh, rehabilitate and maintain a healthy, strong lifestyle, equally in their physical uh, well-being and nutritional well-being. I also help people lose weight. I am a dietitian, and I uh, recently opened a um, one-on-one fitness studio uh, mm-hmm. in the heart of Monkland Village, where people can come, feel safe, supervised, and I help them um, in, it's like a one-stop Uh, fitness shop. Right. Which is great timing during the pandemic when the gyms were closed. Actually, people were, uh, when I was uh, planning this, people were actually, I was getting the opposite feedback, whereas, uh, oh, how could you? Why would you want to do that when you can just go to the gym? (laughs) Or no, it's the opposite in the sense that why, you know, isn't that a little risky opening up a new uh, studio in the heart of a pandemic? Like who would come? Like this is a a risky uh, venture, but I didn't see it that way. I saw it like, uh, like you mentioned before, with all these uh, restrictions and gym closings, I wound up being kind of uh, the only game in town where I'm, uh, a one-on-one, one-on-one fitness studio where the the person comes and uh, it's safe. It, it's just the two of you. You right. can you can ensure the distance that you needed. Distance yeah. and everything is sanitized and mm-hmm. and actually it, it wound up being a blessing instead of a a risk. Right. Uh, because I was uh, I was planning this for a long time, even pre-pandemic, mm-hmm. where to give people a, a unique kind of uh, fitness experience where it's private people just you know come to feel like ah okay it's a safe uh, you can focus on on them and give them the attention that they need one-on-one and uh out of necessity also because i i did have quite a few clients where i would go to their places 
And unfortunately, it wasn't adequate. It right. was in their living room or in their basement or not enough room, it, not enough too equipment. much furniture in the way. Exactly. Yeah. And in the park, we would train in the park. And well, listen, winter, you can't go to the park win- in the winter. Winter yeah. is coming. <laughs> exactly. uh, there's no park in the winter. Yeah. So it all made sense. Right. For me, yeah. it kind of it was a no brainer that uh, it's it's safe. It's, uh, you know, pre-pandemic, post-pandemic. It's adequate uh, state-of-the-art equipment and supervised it's their gym they they're right. all, they're alone it's kind of a i think it's a and they don't have to worry about judgmental eyes and that's right yeah i got it yeah it all makes sense and it was great timing it really that was the that you couldn't have asked for better timing for that right. venture so all right so once again I did not get a lot of participation for today's topic. In fact, I only had one person submit a question. So okay. I basically incorporated the question into uh, the points of discussion okay. for today. So the first uh, point of discussion uh, is for those that sort of set aside their physical well-being during the pandemic or, or those that were never really big into physical fitness. What do you recommend is a good way to gently ease back into a physical routine? Okay. It's a great question. And actually one that I, I talk about quite often with my clients, with their friends. Um, you know what? Um, I think I'm a, I'm a little biased because I know that pandemic-wise, the, the most clever of us kind of found a way to stay active for their mental health, for their physical health. And our one true weapon against uh, this virus is our own immune system. So whereas there are a a lot of people that just kind of became sedentary out of everything shutting down and not being able to go to the gym and go, a lot of us kind of found unique ways of kind of staying in in shape. And I think that goes to your question is that how do they ease back into it? Well, I think the the biggest part is uh, maybe to do a little research in the sense that there are thousands and ones ideas out there, fitness ideas for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I kind of pride myself on being a, a trainer that does things out of the box. I could, I could uh, literally, uh, you know, tire out an athlete just with a piece of floor. Mm-hmm. So if people just take a little time, those who are really serious about easing back into it, to research a little bit on what's out there and what they like in particular and kind of incorporate uh, a little bit of that. For example, I have one client that she's not very big on fitness. She didn't have this growing up. So she's not very, you know, open to, you know, weights and the traditional means of exercise, but she loves to dance. She's always been a dancer and, uh, one thing led to another where she she had to start exercising. Uh, she has arthritis in one of her knees, and uh, I kind of helped her rehabilitate that. And then we needed to put together a program where it had to have been um, something fun, mm-hmm. right, for her to, when something is... Um, to continue doing it. She, she finds it cool, right? right? And you're more likely to stick to something right. when it's fun. Mm-hmm. So we found a way to incorporate her dancing in the training. Mm-hmm. It was a, a kind of out of, again, out of the box kind of training where she had to do certain exercises for her knee. 
but we kind of made incorporated like a, a rhythm style workout where it's music based instead of the traditional three sets of 10 and you know right. bodybuilding kind of thing mm -hmm. where you know she puts on her favorite songs and when the song starts slowly well she does the exercise slower and then when the the chorus comes in and it kind of gets picks going mm -hmm. she picks up mm -hmm. and then you know when it kind of dies down at the end she dies down and she's kind of just bopping to the music and she's singing along and she, she's not realizing but it's something like that how would you know that you're you know doing working yourself like the movements are are okay not you're not going to injure yourself well you know whereas when you're doing weights you know that you have a certain stance that you have to right you know so that you're, you're not injuring your back or right how right. do you know with this when you're just kind of winging it that you're not going to but there there has to be a certain amount of structure mm -hmm. so like what you just mentioned like if you're doing weights or, or elastic bands or machines or whatever that would be your structure and how to do it let's say uh if she does a chair, a bench squat, or she sits down to a bench and then stands up, or she does a, I don't know, a, a bicep curl or some kind of extra structured exercise, it's just more of uh, on the side of, you know, motivation. And um, instead of doing traditional sets, reps, well, she just goes with the with the music. Mm -hmm. and she picks it up. Obviously, she's supervised because I'm there. Right. But. Yeah. There so are, for but for so for those who are not supervised, I guess maybe you know what, this to, is this is just an example of mm -hmm. a creative way of easing back into it. But there's thousands of right, you know. So basically, do the research yeah. and, and find something that meets your needs. Sure, you know, YouTube is YouTube yeah. is full of little yeah. <laughs> uh, little workouts. Uh, you know, often that that's you know supervised. Like you just follow along. Right. There's this great product where it's called uh, Beach Body. Beachbody on demand, where it's a subscription, mm -hmm. and there's there's tons of uh, structured programs that you follow along with a trainer, mm -hmm. and you just follow along, and everything from dance to music to Zumba to uh, yoga to even to prepare you for running. Mm -hmm. So variety is there. Right. It's just if you really have the urge to ease back in and get a little healthier and stronger and you know fitter just you have to all you got to do is just google whatever you like mm -hmm. and fitness or workout and then you'll you'll find a ton of stuff to so tailor something to to your likes and right yeah so and then and then that also uh obviously when we're working out we also think about what we're eating so mm. what type of dietary regimen would you recommend they follow to complement their workouts it's a great question also it and i think that is really based on how knowledgeable the person is obviously if the person has some kind of health issues or dietary restrictions they should obviously ask a nutritionist like myself but to ease back in you know there's also a little bit of research goes a long way and there are like for example what uh, if a person is already kind of uh, used to dieting in the past and they know what they're doing there's obviously a, uh, more structured uh, diets like weight watchers or a ketogenic diet uh, you know but just kind of easing back into it i would say just to kind of write down everything you eat and kind of balance things out wherever you see 
you know, you're overindulging in snacks or sweets or, you know, mm-hmm. make your nutrition follow your uh, fitness regimen. So mm-hmm. if you've decided that, oh, okay, I'm going to get going and I'm going to start uh, getting healthy and, you know, working on my uh, health, well, have that go along with your nutrition. So, you know, if you set out a, a period of time where I'm going to get back into it, well, match that with your nutrition. Write everything down that you usually eat mm-hmm. and then just kind of cut out all the snacking, cut out all the excess junk food. Yeah, uh, I'm sure there was a lot of indulging during the pandemic. Especially sedentary people. Yeah. Even, you know what, the portion size. I would say that most people, you know, there's a actually a coined term recently you know, quarantine 15. Yeah. Where people on average kind of gain 15 pounds just by being sedentary. Right. But that's not from eating, you know, clean, healthy foods. Mm-hmm. That's from overindulging. Yeah. So at the very, you know, the bare minimum is just to kind of be aware of what you're putting into the body and kind of just cut out all the extras that you don't need. There's, there's so many fad diets and, and things that people, you know, like you say, Google and do research, but you'll end up, you know, finding all these fads, mm-hmm. you know, low carb and, and, and sure. this and that. So it's hard to sort of filter through all of that to really find something that's going to be healthy and right. something that you can maintain over a long period of time. Absolutely. So I found myself personally when I lost weight was um, exactly what you said. It was an app on my phone, actually. When people asked me, how'd you do it? I said, believe it or not, there's an app for that. Absolutely. And I recorded everything I ate. It automatically generated the calories. And then you reach a cutoff point where there, you know, you can't. Although I did find that hard to maintain, but I think... um, Actually, it's funny that you mentioned that because it's in in uh, when I work with people, depending on how, again, uh, experienced they are, I kind of build them their own nutrition program, which I include an app to kind of measure, uh, maybe not cut off, but just to monitor what's going into the body calorie wise mm-hmm. and to kind of measure output versus what they're putting in. And there's so many out there and they're free. It's right. so easy to use sometimes, like the one that I use is a chronometer, where it's just a running list of what you're eating mm-hmm. to the point where you can even just use your phone to kind of scan barcodes of the right. foods you're oh, eating, yeah. and it automatically puts it in. You don't have, you have nothing you have to, to do. do anything. That's and it gives fantastic. you a great kind of accountability tool, more mm-hmm. than anything, to kind of guide you on what's going in. Mm-hmm. And you can actually visually see. Right. And then after a while, you can you start to notice trends. Oh, yes, I'm overindulging at night right? Um, before bed or whatever the case may be. And then you can start cutting right. back in those areas. That's for, you know, people that really want to just ease back into it and kind of, you know, balance out their mm-hmm. their it's, their great little tricks on how to, you know, obviously, I wouldn't recommend that to people who have dietary problems, mm-hmm. right? That you should seek a professional to kind of yeah. tell you what's what. Yeah. For sure. Well, yeah, always consult a doctor if you have issues. Um, okay. And then, so for those that were reliant on the equipment at the gym, those are very bulky and costly and everything, but the, they still choose to stay home. What types of home equipment, if any, would you suggest people like invest in or if worthwhile investing in? Uh, also, it, rec- it uh, depends on how um, 
experienced the, the person is and what kind of style of workout he wants to pursue. Like he or she. He or she, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he or she. Um, you know what? Um, uh, depending on how much space they have, if they want to keep the same style of training that they had in a, in a fitness, in a gym, or with machines and with, you know, more stable kind of uh, exercise equipment, I would go more towards like a multi-gym. There are gym equipment where they don't take a lot of space and they vary in kind of price range, but you can have different kind of exercises done on one piece of equipment mm-hmm. where it's a multi-gym. Right. You do a leg exercise, a, a equally a shoulder, and you can have cables and you can, it ranges from like, a few exercises on one to like dozens. Like the, the one that I have in my fitness studio, it's a cable machine that I could duplicate any machine in any kind of gym yeah. on one. But obviously that's thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. But but I see now that they have um, this new thing now is, is just basically exercise balls and elastic bands oh, and you sure. can get a very good workout out of these absolutely, absolutely. simple items. Yes. And again, that goes back to like what style the person is looking for. If they want to kind of really keep that machine uh, classic stable style, mm-hmm. you go towards a machine like that. But uh, you're absolutely right. Listen, if if it's just a matter of functional training, oh, listen, a, a couple of rubber bands, a stability ball, a chin-up bar, uh, you can do dozens of exercises. Yeah, but... The- then you you still don't get the cardio though from those skipping items. rope uh, anywhere yeah. from a skipping rope to a functional body weighted cardio uh, jumping jacks butt knockers uh, right. and jump squats the, mm-hmm. just creativity is your limit yeah really. and, and as you said before dancing yes dance the heart going yeah. Yeah. or listen if they really want to go more towards traditional maybe a little um, a little stationary bike or you know, a, a little treadmill that fits in the corner. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 so that that's actually a good segue into the next one where <laughs> there's people like myself who invest in this type of equipment, like a stationary bike, and then end up using it as a pants rack because we're just not motivated enough. And I find that that's, there's a bit of a, a social aspect of the gym. You know, there's an accountability that gets you out and gets you going. You paid the membership. You need to go. But, you know, if there are people who, you know, rather stay home and what do you recommend that they can do to sort of get them more motivated into working out? Uh, you know what? I think it's more along the way of uh, organizing themselves. Like if you're really at the point uh, and it's not just an impulse buy, but you're really serious about getting, let's say, uh, uh, an elliptical machine or a treadmill. Well, I think it's it's just, you know what, uh, planning it out realistically in the sense that, you know what, okay, um, I'm going to dedicate a certain amount of time to this seriously and just carving out, <laughs> carving out <laughs> time to yeah. actually do it. Right. I think a lot of people when they impulse buy something like a piece of equipment, they kind of, they're very gung-ho in the beginning and they kind of get on the treadmill and uh, first few days or first few weeks, they're really into it. And then slowly, you know, other things creep up and more important things, you know, and and that's the first thing they drop. Yeah. Well, I I think it's more out of boredom. 
you know, you, you have a stationary bike in, in a certain place in your home. Um, it could even be facing the TV, but you're just sitting there staring at the wall or staring at the TV. It's not quite the same as when you're in the gym and then you're sort of, you know, you're looking around, you're seeing people, you're saying hi to, you know, there, that that's what gets you out there and gets you on that treadmill as opposed to just staring at a wall for 30 minutes while you're on it. it is, it's, I find it's more of a, uh, it's more of a boredom Boredom. that uh, people stop doing it. Uh, You're absolutely right. Listen, I've seen dozens of my clients, you know, out of good intention, buy something and just kind of drop it. I think it's, it's uh, like a going back to what I mentioned, maybe I, I miscommunicated. I think, you know what, it's, um, just like easing back into uh, a fitness routine, have the piece of equipment incorporated into your structured program or mm-hmm. routine mm-hmm. where it's not, I think the boredom comes from, ah, I got to get back on this thing and I'm just looking at the TV or I'm, I'm looking at the time pass mm-hmm. and it's just mind-numbingly boring. Right. But if you actually build something fun around the piece of equipment mm-hmm. where it's a little circuit and it's you're, you're doing stuff you like, music is on, and you kind of incorporate, let's say, going back to the treadmill, like a, a certain period of time in your workout that it's you're jumping from treadmill to a core exercise back to the treadmill to the, so that it's interesting in what you're doing, but it's actually a, a portion of your workout. Mm-hmm. Then I think it's more likely the person was going to get the most out of the piece of equipment. Right. I think the boredom comes really when you're you're only relying on that for your fitness, mm-hmm. and then it's just kind of slow pace, and you kind of get tired of just that one thing. Yeah. So the boredom comes of lack monotonous, of monotonous. You know, the same thing over and over. Right. I, I guess maybe if if people are really wanting to invest, there's also the the Peloton. Yes. I think you have those trainers that are sort of that's a great rooting you on. Um, right, right. You know, a, it seems a, a bit pricey, but yeah, four thousand dollars. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's why I don't. I wouldn't go there, but I can uh, I can see that it would help motivate. You know, you've made that investment. That's you know. You, you better get going and, and get on that thing because otherwise you've just blown $4,000. Exactly. But yeah. I think, you know, again, that goes towards, you know, there's a screen on the machine. There's a coach encouraging you to do this, to do that. You're following something. It's not just, you know, one thing happening where you're just pedaling. There's, you know, you have to stand up. There's little weights. Or, but that you can that can be duplicated on your own. Right. You don't need a $4,000 piece of equipment. If you just, you know, for the people that can't afford that, even a stationary bike, but you kind of find a routine out there creatively mm-hmm. where you actually incorporate that in a bigger kind of routine, it's less likely to be boring. And I imagine having a trainer such as mm-hmm. yourself to sort of, you know, when at some point it becomes monotonous, you know, you can Absolutely. help them switch things up a little bit and make recommendations, you sure. know, how you can incorporate it into, like you said, a, a circuit. Right. And so, yeah, I Absolutely. guess that, that would be uh, beneficial. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining us in this discussion today. My pleasure. My pleasure. And before we go, would you like to tell the listeners how they can access your services? Yes. Uh, well, it's very easy. Uh, first and foremost, uh, um, my one-on-one fitness studio is in the heart of Monkland Village. Mm-hmm. It's at 5890 Monkland. 
And you can always reach me through my website, hsfitness.net, or you can just contact me directly at 514-265-6222. And what services do you offer? Ah, yes. Um, listen, like going back to the, <laughs> the other uh, question where my niche kind of market is really uh, people that maybe are not too keen on joining a, a, a gym or a, a very um, overwhelming fitness, noisy, uh, you know, uh, setting. Setting. Mm -hmm. This is more of a private kind one of a on studio, one-on-one, -on -one, where you can come either alone or with, with a friend. And it's, it's a, an 800-square-foot state-of-the-art uh, facility where it offers a very private fitness experience where you're alone, put on your music, you're supervised, and it's, it's just a fun way of getting back into it, but without the noise and the hustle and bustle of a big gym. Right. And I noticed you also have a, a bit of a unique approach to fitness with my, uh, you were did with my son with the, oh, the, with the yes, the Oculus. That's yes, right. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's one of my, like, well, once again, it's um, going back to the question on how to use equipment in mm -hmm. a very creative way. Mm -hmm. Well, I make uh, creative little workouts where I incorporate even virtual reality training mm -hmm. where, you know, uh, like your son is, is a big uh, karate guy yeah. and he, he loves anything to do with boxing, martial MMA, arts, yeah. MMA. Yeah. So to kind of cater to that passion that he has, well, I do little workouts uh, equally with box fit workout VR training where I have a, a kind of a boxing simulator in there so he mm -hmm. can actually feel like He's sparring against someone, you know, without getting, obviously, a bloody lip out of it. <laughs> right, exactly. But that's the kind of training I like to do. Like, equally, um, I work with people for rehabilitation. Mm -hmm. uh, my other side is for weight loss, where I'm a dietitian, and I offer kind of a one-stop shop in terms of accountability, workouts, and diets, and mm -hmm. nutrition. And uh, any, anything in between. And if some, so if somebody wanted to come to you for strictly a, a diet regimen, you can offer them Absolutely. a diet plan. Absolutely. Sure. Mm -hmm. And listen, I offer also yoga classes, TRX classes. We do boxing. We do martial arts. N not to go like fighting in dark alleys, <laughs> just out of fitness. You right. know? Mm -hmm. And also anywhere in between uh, people trying to get stronger or just live a healthier lifestyle, they can come to me. Very good. Well, thank you again. My Thanks pleasure. For thank us. you for having me. Thank you for tuning in to the second episode of Carve Out Time with fitness trainer Henry Stopek. In the first episode, we tackled issues of the mind. In the second, the body. In the upcoming episode, we will take a more holistic approach to our well-being and discuss the benefits of yoga for both body and mind. Joining us to discuss this topic will be my guest expert, yoga therapist Brandy Safran of Yoga with Brandy. Perhaps you're an athletic person who doesn't see the benefits of incorporating yoga into your fitness routine. Or maybe you're someone trying to lose some weight and don't think that yoga can help you attain that goal. Whatever the case may be, I invite you to take advantage of my upcoming guest's vast knowledge on this topic by submitting your questions to carveouttime at gmail.com. That's C-A-R-V. O-U-T-I-M-E at gmail.com. 
Once again, I would like to remind you that all questions are anonymous, so please don't be shy. I look forward to having you join us in our next conversation. And remember, no matter how busy your life gets, always make sure to carve out time for yourself.